Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and Merry Christmas slash Happy New Year, <laughs> depending if you're watching this early on Patreon and Christmas Day or you're getting this on New Year's Day, uh, but this marks a special occasion uh, outside of what time it happens to go up, even if you're watching this 10 years from now, it's a special occasion because it's the start of the second show where we finished the original series, we watched all the original series movies, and we are starting Star Trek The Next Generation. Seven seasons of it. There we go. Yeah, we made it. Picard. We're all Picard here. now. We got <laughs> Patrick Stewart, who both looks the same age and yet much younger at the same time. I don't know how he's pulling that off. Yeah, do you know what? This, this is the thing. In my mind, he's looked the same for like, you know, 30 years. Yeah. But he does and actually then, look but younger. Then, but, but he does look younger. He looks younger, but he also still looks old. It's weird. Yeah. That's what happens when you just start shaving your head when you're like 30, probably. <laughs> you just start looking old already. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what age he was when he started this. I'm curious, actually. Let's find out. That's how we're starting yeah. this review. We're starting out with what age was Patrick Stewart. Research. When we, he we are very thorough. We could have done this beforehand, he, but no, we're doing it now. He would have been 46, 47, depending on when they were shooting the episode. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, so he, you know, he was middle aged. He was already middle aged, so he, you know, he wasn't young. He wasn't a young man. No, not but, not not some spry young fella. Um, and he's coming back to do another show. <laughs> All these years later, I know. In the not too distant future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. End of twenty nineteen, apparently. Uh, although Discovery season one got delayed like five times, so I wouldn't hold your breaths for. But anyway, anyway. So first episode, a counter at far point is the name of season one, episode one. Uh, is a double length uh, pilot. Um, is and it's not well regarded. And you got into this that uh, Star Trek Next Gen does not have one of the, the most kindly thought of pilot episodes, or for that matter, a kindly thought of first or second season. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're 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 getting into the deep end here, and I know we have to trudge through some of the weaker elements of the show before we get to when it gets good. Because I I know a lot of the big stuff that gets really good in Star Trek Next Gen is season three onwards. That's when it yeah. kind of picks up. That said. It was only like two weeks ago that we watched the fifth movie, so expectations. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's a step up from that. I'm not going to, not going to deny that. <laughs> so, yeah. So spoilers for the episode. I know we usually don't do spoilers for episode ones, but given that this is continuing from, and you're all here, you know what Star Trek is. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not watching this to see. Oh, should I start watching Star Trek: Next Generation in 2018? Or 2019, actually, by the time yeah, this is yeah. out. Come on, keep on. Yeah, uh, you know, you're not wanting advice if you should watch it or not. You're already interested. <laughs> you're here, so yeah. um, I, I guess the first things we we talk about is uh, just general things like new suits, new ship, set designs, that kind of thing. Yeah. All the all the, the fresh elements that are that are different. Uh, you can tell they were proud of because obviously we're not quite at CG for everything yet. Obviously, we're still on the 80s TV, but uh, the sh- the model ship in this is a lot fancier than the ship they used in the original series. They've got all these lights on it. It looks very, you know, detailed. Yeah, I mean, it, it is worth noting we are. I mean, presumably we are both watching the the remastered yeah, we version. Are. Yeah, but they didn't redo this though. No, 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 but I don't know if anything's been touched up. I, I, I don't. I've know. seen some of season one before, back before it got remastered. I don't. I mean, like it's not like the original series where they just completely redid the some of the effects because they yep. looked like you know dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think the the model work. I mean, I'm, they might have like cleaned up some matte lines and things like that. I don't know, but the 
The ship itself, I don't remember looking any different. Okay, fair enough. I mean, people can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong in that, but um, it, it looks like what I remembered from, from seeing it looking like. So, no, fair enough then. So, you know, um, I, I think compared to uh, original series in terms of remastering, it was less to do with like doing any new effects. It was more just about you know cleaning up the, the image and making it look good and color timing and yeah, yeah. And I mean, like it is that. considered one of the best remasters of anything, though, isn't it? Yeah, both the original Trek and this are, yeah. are great. And when they finally get around to giving the hit television show Buff of the Vampire Slayer that treatment, I'll be singing for joy. No, it's not happening. Note, note, hey, when that new show comes out, they'll have a reason to, to spruce it up. <laughs> no, they won't. You shut your face. But notice how it's still in its original aspect ratio. They didn't crop it to fit your modern TVs, right? Yeah. It's left intact. Just high quality is good. Um... But yeah, so what do you think of the ship? Yeah, it's cool. I like the ship design. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's pretty sleek. It's pretty sleek. Um, it's taking a while to get used to. It. it it feels a little bit flattened from what I'm used to. It does, but at the same time, it feels bigger and it feels a bit wider. Sure. So it has it almost looks like it's stretched out sideways though because of that because it's flatter yeah. and wider. Uh, so I'm just getting used to the new design a little bit. Uh, the bridge is a lot more spacious looking. Uh, it's a lot more comfortable, Curious. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's got kind of this natural kind of uh, upper ledge sort of behind the captain where, it, it, you know, there's no stairs, it just kind of slopes up and it looks yeah. kind of slick. That said, they, they have like a second bridge, like the, 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 the battle bridge, which looks a lot more like the original series' bridge in terms of the layout. It's a yeah. bit smaller, it's a bit, you know, it's, it's got the, the railing where, you know, kind of thing. Um, it feels a bit more like a classic Star Trek bridge, but uh, no, the bridge is cool. What do you think of the onesies? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to imagine there was a great pressure on this show for any of the actors not to gain even a little bit of weight because that's going to show. It's going to show on those stupid you know, things. There's a point in this episode where you know Picard says, "Oh yeah, when we were wearing those costumes, referring to a military outfit." Yeah, yeah. Like a military uniform, sorry. Um, he said costumes, though. You know, he said costume. You know, I said out- outfit felt wrong. Uh, you know, uh, a uniform, right? And he's like, oh, those silly costumes. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> I mean, you can put an outfit like that into any time period and it still looks respectable. The point he's making is what pe- people were up to when they were wearing them, not... No, no, I get that, but the choice, the, 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 I think the, the word costume is very notable. Where you, you're not helping; you're just <laughs> highlighting your own flaws. <laughs> um, I don't know if they ever changed them for the show. I, I like the, the what they did in the movies though, where they, they had these tops on. They had like hints of the colors underneath, but they, they kind of redesigned it for the movies. Kind of like you know the original series didn't keep the. I can see this working really well as like. Uh, you know, like trousers and then like a, a sleek jacket. You know, with the you know you know the jacket that where they come over a little bit further, so the buttons are on one side mm. rather than in the middle. I can see them working like that with the with the colours still. Mm. Well, I thought about how they've changed the colours because uh, before the gold was the captain and like yes. certain officers. Uh, blue was like science and medical, and then the red shirts were engineering and sort of general uh... busybodies. Yeah. Um, Whereas now the captain and core in red, mm. and we seem to have the sciencey folk in, in the gold, and I think we didn't we didn't see the doctor and hers. She was in 
blue or green? I, I, I think it was blue. Blue or green's medical, whatever one it is. Yeah, she, she, we saw her at, the, uh, um, at one point when she came up onto the bridge. Oh, I think um, uh, uh, Troy. Troy. Troy was in uh, blue, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll get a feel for what colour means what exactly. But it's weird that they've all switched that around. It is. I kind of hope that I get an explanation. Um, I don't know if we ever will. I feel like there'll be one of those encyclopedias about Star Trek that someone's written that'll have a a reason. Yeah, I'm sure Star Trek Wikia could could help yeah. me out here. There'll be a novel. There'll be a novel dedicated to explaining why the colors swapped around. Almost that, certainly. That feels like a Star Trek fandom thing to do. It does uh, so you know we we have data uh, on the ship. Uh, data, uh, as pointed out by by the cameo that I did not remember. Because uh, I've seen season one before, but it's been so long, I don't remember any of the episode plots, right? Like, I remember nothing. Um, but, yeah, McCoy shows up. And it's a really weird, like, tacked-on scene where they just say Data's on an assignment showing an admiral around, and then it cuts to, like, him with, like, old... Ma- and obviously, McCoy, they've got old age makeup on him, yeah. and it's like, oh, you're, like, 120... Cause, cause I, cause 137. I said, yeah, because I said in the last one, it's, like, 70 years in the future, and I'm like, oh, that kind of adds up, I suppose, given that he's meant to be about 60 or something like that. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, in the movies at that point, and then the original, you know, crew. Um, and I'm like, okay, so human life expectancy is a bit better. <laughs> All right, noted. Yeah. He's, a, he's an admiral, that's cool. And I actually did like the dig that he makes at Data, where he's like, you sound like a Vulcan. And he's like, no, sir, I'm a... I'm, 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 a, I'm an android. It's like, that's almost worse. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. you know, like, okay, they're cracking the joke out the way that he's kind of the fill-in for Spock in the sense that he's the, the non-human, except in this case, what makes him different is that he wants to be human. He he, he respects humans and sees that as a, an admirable goal. Yeah, this this scene was, is, it's just so weird, right, with, with McCoy. I'm like, why? Other than because, oh, hey, look. Let's have a cameo, yeah. It's funny because I, I, I like it for the nostalgia and the the, 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 the touching passing of the torch kind of element to it. And I, I like McCoy cracking a joke because I like McCoy. But it does feel weirdly kind of just shoved in. It's like, hey, look, this is Star Trek, we promise. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, but um, it was nice to see him, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Give him my fan service one scene, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, you got data, but you also have Worf. Uh, we have a Klingon on the on the crew. Uh, yeah. There's not a whole lot of stuff in this first one that kind of goes into like his differences. There's a couple of times where he, he goes to fire like first, or he complains that he shouldn't be abandoning the captain because he's a warrior, he's noble. Yeah, um, he's Klingon, and he's like, no, 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 son, you're Starfleet now, <laughs> doing it our way. Uh, but yeah, so so we have him. We have Jordy. He's got the visor. Uh, he's blind, but you can see all these. You know, you can see infrared and other spectrums and shit yeah. uh, through his visor, and they set that up. Um, obviously, I mean, Picard himself, we have to talk about how he's different from Kirk. I, I think watching this episode, um, I didn't realise that when this show starts, how, how kind of cold and... <laughs> how he's kind of a dick. He is kind of a dick, yeah. He's, he's a dick to Riker when Riker first comes on board. He actually avoids looking at him and just kind of like gives him orders over his shoulder. He's kind of a dick to everyone. Yeah. He hates kids, though, so I can relate to him. Yeah, I mean, I'm on his side in that one. <laughs> it's kind of funny because Kirk was like, he always kind of wanted the family life, but he just, you know, he chose 
duty over it. Whereas with Picard, at least so far, it's like, no, he didn't want, he never wanted that. <laughs> yeah, this this was an excuse not to have to do that. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, I hate children, but the stupid Starfleet give me a ship with children on it. How dare they? Um, <laughs> which is also different, actually, is the idea that there's like families on board the ship now. It's not just yeah a military or vessel or whatever. Uh, so, that, so that's different. That's, so we, yeah, we, that's true. Um, so we have that. We have uh, we we have uh, what's her face, uh, Crusher, the Doctor, who yes. uh, does disappear for one season, but <laughs> she's here now. Um, they wanted a different Doctor, and then she came back. It was a whole thing. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yes. Uh, but she, she, she's likable enough. Um, she, she kind of has this challenge, and she has a history with Picard. Uh, Picard knew her husband, and kind of brought his dead body back when when he died. And that makes things a little bit awkward, and he thinks she'd feel better going elsewhere. But she's like, "No, I, I, I requested this post. I want to yeah. be on the Enterprise." Uh, and of course, we have her son, the infamous Wesley Crusher. Oh, oh boy! And Will Wheaton, who's made a career out of being Wesley Crusher. <laughs> hey, I don't blame the guy. <laughs> Nor do I. He's actually he's a pretty likable dude. Whenever you hear him, like. You know, in person, like you he's, know, doing he's stuff. pretty open about shit, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's, he's a straight shooter, but uh, he, he is the annoying kid character. There's no getting around that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the whole scene where he's like, "Can I go up and see the the, the bridge, mom?" And she's like, "Oh, that's asking for trouble." And he's like, "But mom," and she's like, "Oh, right, fine. We'll see what we can do." And then she's all loophole, and she's like, "Technically, my son is not on the bridge, Picard. He's in the elevator." <laughs> he was with me and he's he's, he's going to ride in the elevator and then it's not until he realizes it's her son because because at first he's like as a child on my bridge what pretty much yeah. off with his head yeah no cue we're not savages we're, we're peaceful beings <laughs> yes. um, and but he's like oh yeah so, so you can here's, have a look around what, look at the things here's here's my thing in my chair and then Wesley's a little nerd he knows everything already and then an alert comes through and Picard shouts out. I was like, don't you tell me my business. Get off my bridge. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's an alert. And, and Picard's like, piss off. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, there's an alert. Sound the alarms. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got Wesley, you got Raker. Now, we were warned before we watched this by a friend that Raker doesn't know how to sit in a chair properly. But he didn't, he didn't do that this episode. There was no sitting down. What? No, no, no. There was a scene of him sat down. There was. But, we didn't but see he was him already down. sat. Yes. We're, I was very disappointed when it cut to that. We're anticipating shots of him where we can clearly see him sitting down and how he does so. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, the interesting doubt between him and, him, him and Picard so far is that he's very... You know how we always joked in the original Trek that Kirk always goes on the away missions when it feels like something like... that the captain shouldn't do? Yeah. Well, it sounds like Riker believes this this uh, in what we say and he is there to enforce that Picard will not put himself in harm's way and Picard's all oh you're going to disobey your captain are you you're going to not let me do what I want you little shit we'll see about that <laughs> Picard's just there going just let me do my thing <laughs> sit there in the chair and do nothing do what I tell you. You don't trust your captain because he makes him do the manual because the the, the the saucer separates from the rest of the ship at one point uh, and they're very proud of this because we get the, the long you know, break up scene of it and the, the, music, cool, the main themes playing uh, it's, it's all of um, I will say I thought it was it was it was 
almost a disappointment to follow the bottom half of the ship after that. I thought the saucer was cooler on its own than the, the, the back half, which was just this little... It was There was like a tripod without a camera. It looked really depressing. It looked empty. <laughs> it did, did, Whereas yeah. the saucer on its own is a flying saucer. That's cool. That is cool. You know, I'm just saying. Mm. But, yeah, so... He does a manual thing. This was actually what, what, one of the weakest scenes in the episode, I thought, was the scene where he makes Riker manually reattach the, the saucer when they're above yeah. Farpoint. And the reason why I thought it was weak is because all it really is, is he doesn't even do it himself manually. He's still commanding, like, you know, you know, uh, Jordy or whoever's on the, the bridge at that point to actually do the commands. And he's just like, occasionally saying things like, watch, watch your curve, go down minus three degrees. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing to us. And it's just lots of shots of the ship reconnecting. And then everyone sort of cheers for him afterwards. Like, oh, that was impressive. You did that really well. And it, and I'm like, that wasn't that impressive. Like, <laughs> if this was the sales and how good he is, it, it didn't do any of that. Do, do you know what part of the problem is? Is, okay, what was the advantage of having him do that versus just a computer make the calculations and then the same people? Oh, uh, you know? yeah. The, the only important part of this is that Picard makes him do it for no reason because he's testing him or he's he's... He's a know, dick. He's making him step up, right? <laughs> and I love how he comes back afterwards because it's just kind of like, ah, but it was a really simple and basic task, but you performed it adequately. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Picard, I'm digging you already. I'm yeah, digging you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not looking forward to him softening. <laughs> no, I'm okay with Picard softening. I, I think that's your, your arc, is he, he, he comes to love his family on the ship. It is, but I feel like I like him more as a dick. <laughs> Um, so you have that, yeah. You have Troy, who's there to tell everyone what people are feeling. Um, we'll see how this goes. I, I, I've often made fun of the concept of this character because I often feel like there's very few instances when it's actually that relevant to what's going on. That's what it's relevant in this episode. They make a point of using it in a way that it, it's like this is what the purpose of this character. But but usually you can kind of tell how someone's feeling if you're doing your job right. <laughs> Yeah, in this case, it was like entities that we couldn't see, so it was like okay, so, and they don't speak or anything like that. So, so like yeah, when when there's a lack of communication, it's useful. Yeah, um, so we ha- so we have her. Uh, we have Tasha Yar, who who's like the, the security officer. Who I thought she was very aggressive for a Starfleet personnel. Yeah. You know, she felt like I get it from the Klingon. The whole point is the Klingon's kind of adapting, and he's kind of. But she felt like she was ready to fight every single time anyone brought it up. Also, there's a really horrible fight scene where it's clearly a stunt double and a little wig that's meant to look like her hair. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Did you notice this one? Yeah, that it may have even been a man. I'm, I'm not like not that it really matters, but it just it looked like all of a sudden it was like a different person with this wig on. Yeah, body body type and was not really that similar, was it? No, it wasn't even close. But so that that was kind of rough. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I, I think we went through the the, the main car. Oh, we didn't really mention data too much. So, what do you think of data? Uh, I hope that he softens a little bit. Like the the that first interaction where it's uh you know it's a snoop was the word. I don't mm. know. I can't remember the exact word. And he just lists off all these things that oh you mean this 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 this. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna get tedious. Let's <laughs> tone him down. Let's make him a bit more human. It's sooner rather than later. I'm sure that's the arc. Yeah, but... yeah. I, I like the uh, the interaction when they're with Q and he makes Data like, repeat part of the conversation. I like that use of him. Like he's always recording everything. They can. Yeah, sure. That that's fine. Yeah, they, they can make him regurgitate anything at any time. Uh, that's a neat neat trick. Mm. Um, so so that's the characters. Uh, as an introduction to the characters, it's mostly not bad as a, as a pilot. 
it's the the strongest element of the pilot is the yeah. um and i can kind of forgive a lot of other faults in a pilot um mm-hmm. if you do especially in a show of this style yeah uh if you can give give me a solid introduction to the cast i think i almost wish it, it was paced a bit differently i don't know if it actually needs to be a double necessarily with the plot they've got i think it's too long um, but my my big problem is that it feels weird pacing wise because I thought we like went into the brunt of the the you know Q shows up like five minutes in right we we don't even have half the crew in the the ship yet We've yeah got, we don't meet Riker till about half an hour Riker Jordy Crusher uh, Wesley we don't meet in, until we get to Far Point we see them in Far Point after we go through a lot of stuff with Q and right away we're into this debate where Q's like arguing with Picard on the bridge and he's like doing all the costumes and all that and of course we complain constantly in Star Trek the original series about godlike figures now Q I know is a recurring character who comes back and people do end up quite liking him he's but in this episode in this episode he feels kind of just typical godlike being yeah in, in I don't Star Trek. hate this episode um it's it's very much a godlike figures episode right from the original series in terms of its plot However, I forgive it a little bit more than I would have done in that show in the sense that, okay, this is your first episode. I don't care what the plot is so much as long as you're introducing me yeah, to the Yeah, it's characters. basically saying here's a typical episode. Because I, I know Q's kind of this mischievous character who kind of messes with them every mm. so often. Um, I don't remember seeing any more of his episodes because I, I never saw past like season one, maybe early season two from what I watched before. And again, Fair. long time ago, I don't remember a damn thing about anything. Um, but... I, I I like um, I like the the, the 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 debate that he brings up. He wants humans to prove that they're 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 good. Although he goes so far to feel like he's not a like he's been quite savage and just intentionally being trickstery to to mess them up. But at, at least for, for a, a first episode of a Star Trek show, I like the idea of posing that are humans actually any good? Because the whole idea of Star Trek is that we have gotten better, and you know we're in this yeah. this better version of the future where we have advanced and we have uh, we have grown up, as it were. So that's an interesting question to ask in the first episode. I, I think it gets to it far too quick. I didn't like the teleportation to the the battle arena, like court. Yeah. I don't. I just don't like that as a concept that much. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like, who are these random characters? Are they, they're probably not even real, which is fine. Um, also, I think I saw, saw the actor who plays uh, Sang Shun in the Mortal Kombat movie in that scene. It looked like him. It sounded like him, at the very least. I mean, it might well have been. I'm going to look I, up. I wouldn't recognise well enough to know for certain. Um, is, this, is this the dude? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. It yes, it's him. It's Sang Shun from Mortal Kombat. I, I will say, I think they are all real, though, because d- doesn't... Try say a thing about them being all real. Uh, she might have done. She might have done. Maybe I just don't remember that line. I think I th- I think she did. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, yeah, and we meet them, and you know we have this character Zorn who's on the on the far point, and something shady's going on with this planet or this this station can just make anything you want. Like apples appear out of nowhere. Uh, you know, Crusher's looking for looking for like a specific fabric with a design on it, and then the exact thing she had in mind just yeah. appears and it's like okay so so we have that and it kind of sets sets up and the whole episode builds up to the idea that there's actually a creature underneath the, the station that the people of the planet kind of are kind of abusing and this creature's mate shows up at the end and then of course the enterprise and picard help uh you know they clear the area and they get rid of the 
the, the buildings and then the, the two beings can enter. And I like the idea that it's these two giant aliens <laughs> that are jellyfish. in love. The, the giant jellyfish. Was, the, the jellyfish is at the top of the jellyfish with a spaceship. <laughs> That's essentially what, what they are. What I learned here is that jellyfish, not as cool as sharks. Whales. Don't want to say sharks. I'm tired. You ruined your joke, yes. I did. I you ruined did. your reference. I know. I, I, I just am tired. As soon as I said it, I was like, that's not right. Yeah, no. Sorry. You ruined it. Yeah, uh, I did. And, and that's fine. And that's what proves to Q that it's, yeah. But I have to admit, the, the plot isn't really that good or that interesting. I, I think the the biggest problem with it as well is that they're, they're given this, like, ultimatum or this deadline it's like you've got 24 hours to prove humanity is not worth taking or i'm going to just take you and your ship and that's you you're all you know prisoners and you've been tried for for yeah being awful people basically um i never really felt once that's laid down and then they go to farpoint and they meet the rest of the crew and they're investigating things i never really felt there was any urgency it felt there was hijinks as if there was no timer as if there was nothing to worry about the whole no episode. you're right um you know the 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 timer that being there is a a staple, but usually they at least pretend that the time matters. Yeah, you just have to act like it matters. But it it felt like no, no, we're doing hijinks with a, uh, you know, Wesley Crusher in the the hollow deck, which is fine for him and of himself because he he doesn't know about this. But you know, he comes out and there's a whole joke with Picard, like you know, being annoyed at him for being wet. Picard, you've got things to be worried about right now, rather than going around <laughs> grilling kids in the face. As much as I enjoy I- it. I think he just shows us really how much he hates kids. <laughs> I enjoy this. I enjoy this greatly. Um, I feel like I feel like the writer of this episode grew up, and he, he watched that kid episode of the original series. Is like you know what? Every kid in this is going to be awful, and you know, Captain's going to hate them two, all. Two writers on this episode because mm-hmm. I, I know this because I, 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 it told me. <laughs> Well, I keep a database of the TV that I watch, yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and I was updating it this week, so I actually just updated uh, the original series once. Oh, the so writers rec- from the original yeah, series? Well, one is, is Roddenberry himself. Oh, cool. And the other is uh, DC Fontana, I believe was the name, who popped up a lot when I was was going through the original series. Oh, that's cool. It's cool that some of the same, same team came back then. Yeah. Um, it is interesting to note, though, that when it gets better, it's probably moved on from people from the original show. Probably, yeah. Because I know Ronald D. Moore, who does who did Battlestar Galactica, um, worked on this show as a writer from somewhere in the middle. So I'm not saying it's all on him because I don't think he wasn't running it. But no, no. But it's it's the idea that yeah. that's what you know. This really does feel like an episode of the original series, just with a different term, it, with different, a different cast, different and characters. Different yeah. Um, but in terms of its plot, it's kind of just one of those, right? And. Yeah. I think it shows. I mean, that's what it's, it's the same writing crew. Which I, I, I think like is it's, fine it's for you... the pilot. I think because everything's new and shiny, we've got all these other things to talk about. Like, what are the characters? I mean, yeah. we mentioned the hollow deck. We've not even talked about the the implications of having a hollow deck and how technology's moved on yet. But the the worry is is that the rest of the season, because I think a lot of the episodes this season are going to feel like this. Is okay. Well, there's not much left new to discuss. <laughs> you know, beyond just okay, is the plot kind of feeling like a re not even a regurgitation of an old episode just it feels like it's in tone with the episodes that were weaker yeah we, in the we might series. get away with it a little bit in terms of discussion in that okay how are these characters reacting to situations sure, differently yeah. to, to kirk and co um but i mean in terms of actually watching i think it'll feel very similar yeah uh so now i'm curious to see how that how that pans out over the over the season uh but 
you know, um, it's one of these funny things where it's got this new, fresh new smell about it. <laughs> and it was exciting to see the new ship. It was exciting to see the new characters. Yeah, it's why, like I said, if this had been an original series plot episode, we'd probably have thought it was awful. It would have been like, oh, it's another godlike entity. You know, forget it. We're, we're out of this one. It wasn't as bad as some of the godlike entities. I'd feel like it'd be a middling episode. Okay, but we wouldn't have been... Yeah enjoying it whereas because there's all this other new stuff to be like oh new characters okay learn who this is oh you know there's a new ship you know look look and all through all this new stuff that's enough to carry it yeah it's like, it's like a one say, episode i think the problem with the episode is you have this it's supposed to be a tense timer but no one acts like it does and i think that's fine in fact if anything i think the plot should take a back seat for the most part in the pilot while you're introducing everything but don't put the timer on but, it. but yeah but don't, don't have the plot dictate that it should be there yeah have it be a lax plot have it be a kind of a simple thing uh just have it be i mean take you out just have it be the mystery of what's happening at far point and then the, sh- the alien can show up and they can solve it yeah yeah just, just take you and i'm not saying i don't like q necessarily because I, I again i know that he's i don't i don't dislike q yeah i don't necessarily like him either though at this stage yeah but we'll see i'm, I'm sure he'll uh grow on us with the more because it's not like he shows up that often it's like you know he's a yeah, it, enough that he's something I've heard of. Yeah, but he's not like here every two episodes, like yeah, doing doing things. Um, if I was to make a guess, I'd say a couple times a season, maybe three. Tops. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, but feel free to correct me in the comments. Obviously, if you've watched the show, you'll know better than I do. <laughs> I'm just making a <laughs> making a ballpark yeah. guess from what I'm expecting. Um, but yeah, uh, so, see, you know, this, this, I, I thought um, the effects hold up pretty well for the most part. The green screening, you know, and the spaces mm. behind them, or uh, one point when the, the the alien ships like blasting one of the the, the, the derelict cities down below. Uh, yeah, you, you had like Data and Raker watching from like a distance, and obviously it was green screened, but it, it looked okay for what it was. It looked, yeah. Like it feels a lot slicker than the original show. And I suppose that's to be expected because it's twenty years later, but. It feels slicker than I would, uh, than I would necessarily expect from this time. Like yeah. this could be a, a lot rougher than this, and I'd give it a pass just because. Well, it's it's from the eighties. Yeah, you know. for, for a TV show in nineteen eighty-seven, I think the effects are actually pretty, pretty slick and hold up. Yeah, um, I agree. And we'll see if that holds up uh, throughout the the duration of the show. I imagine it would, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, and no reason to assume they'll slip at least. But sometimes you know they, they give the pilot a bit more attention. And they do, yeah. Because that's the actually a big first show, and you want everyone to like it and come come back for it. But uh, no, so uh, yeah, so I mean, we'll talk too much about the main plot that much because the main plot's kind of kind of just there, just that exciting. It's very straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more about meeting the characters and how they interact. What, what you know, how do they function with each other? What is the relationship between certain characters? We never even mentioned that um, uh, Troy and Raker have got a history. Uh, yes. A romantic one, even uh, already implied, where she's flat out like talking to him in his mind when they first meet on the ship. Mm. Uh, it's like, oh, do you remember when you left there? Yes, I didn't want you to leave either. And it's like, okay, yeah, right, we're already doing that. Interesting, interesting. And it's presumably going to be awkward, and Picard just like, oh, good, you already know each other. Yes, yeah. Well, again, I like Com- Picard in that scene. He's completely oblivious. Yes, uh, which is <laughs> which is good. So I, I actually um. I'm I'm looking forward to Riker getting his beard though. He feels weird without it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's the beard. Mm. 
<laughs> I think like I said, I've never watched this before, but every time I've ever seen a picture, yeah, he's had the beard. I don't know. What, I don't know when he gets the beard. I assume it's relatively early in the show. If not well, season mean, two, I'm expecting season three. Well, our friend who told us to be on the lookout for for him getting into this chair said the show gets good when he gets the beard. Which would mean season three, yeah, that would track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would track. So uh, so we're on Raker sitting down watch and Raker beard watch. Yes. Um, Things will happen. Uh, obviously, we're recording this in advance, so this means nothing to anyone watching it now when it goes up, but I will say to Connor, uh, you've not watched Legends of Tomorrow yet, there is facial hair elements <laughs> on this week's episode. Consider me excited. I mean, I'm always excited for Legends. It's so good. <laughs> Someone's got a moustache. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, okay. <laughs> is it one of the men? Yes, it is one of the men. Okay. Just like, you, you'll see it coming there because I've told you, but when I watched it, there was this really weird scene where someone was hiding their face for like a minute, and I'm like, why are they hiding their face? What, what is this weird scene? And then all of a sudden, they reveal a moustache. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Who's hanging on my stash? Okay. I'm um, looking forward to this. But anyway, uh, yeah, so, so that's the next gen uh, first first episode. It is, uh, you know, it's promising from a character perspective. It's kind of, it's one of the things that I often say about uh, Doctor Who is the plots often, especially these days, often aren't that great. But I typically like the characters, and I think this is a good sign that no, the characters I'm already into for the most part. It's a little bit maybe on the nose at times, as pilots can sometimes be, especially older pilots, where they they want to get the traits like really obvious in the first episode to make sure you know what they are. Yeah, like I mentioned with that that data one, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm hoping that's toned down and it's just a pilot thing, or at least it's not so much that it'll be toned down, but it'll just be written better. So it's funnier when it happens when you when you'll sure, yeah, yeah. Because because it's absolutely going to be a thing where he doesn't get a human thing, and then he tries to understand it. No, no, I get that. I mean, it was just kind of obnoxious in this one. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, so so we'll we'll so we'll see we'll see. Uh, but that that is the uh, the first double Star Trek Next Generation episode. So we've started a new voyage uh, through through seven seasons of this show. Um, that said, by the time we get to the end, I don't think we'll actually just be watching this show. I think we'll be alternating when other shows come into it. I think Deep Space Nine overlaps, and it'll be yeah. Obviously, at the start of this, we mentioned how there's you know the the new Picard show coming by yeah. apparently allegedly within a year of, of when we're recording this now. So, so we'll be finishing season two of this presumably when we're doing that on the because if if you're in the audio feed for this, if you're if you're listening to the audio podcast version of this and you're on the uh, the Star Trek Viewer's Log classic series is what we've called it. Um, there's a modern series equivalent, which right now only has Star Trek Discovery Season 1 on it, but the, all the new shows will begin on that one as we go. So that's yeah. the cutoff. Star Trek Discovery is the cutoff where all the modern stuff is getting done in as it comes out, and then everything else yeah. is on the classic one. And and give it a couple of years, and they want Trek every every week. So yeah, that'll, that'll be active. That'll be, that'll be pretty filled active. with content. Yeah. So... There you go. But that is uh, that is Next Gen Episode 1. So let us know what you think of us in the comments below. Um, of course, keep spoilers for later episodes and seasons uh, uh, held back. We, you know, we'll discover things as we get there. Um, but, you know, uh, to give us your thoughts, uh, if, if we're right in saying that Season 3 is where things get good and we just need to power through the, this yeah, early don't, stuff. Don't tell us it's actually Season 5 because that'll be really disheartening. That'll be upsetting. Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, we'll we'll do it anyway, but I don't want to know. So we'll, the sad part is, is Star Trek Voyager is not that well regarded, but I'm looking forward to getting to it just because I really like the main theme. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good theme. It's, but a, it's got a cracking good is, main theme. Is it worth it? I mean, we're doing it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we're matter, doing it anyway. But... There's no choice, but... Yeah. <laughs> Might as well get some enjoyment out of every episode. Whereas Deep Space Nine, I don't even know what the th- main theme for that sounds like, but I know it's well regarded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true, and that's that's like Riker because I know the main cast member and that the main you know the the, the, the captain of the, the station, uh, he has like hair and no facial hair at the start of the show, but every image I ever see of him, he's bald with a goatee, so you know, it's almost like it's it's freaking bad. When, when does he become Heisenberg? Like, <laughs> like he has to do that because like, until he does that, the show's not as at full potential. Do you know what I hope? <laughs> just just once, I hope these things just happen in an episode. Like you know, just you know, one episode we come in, it's like oh oh it's changed because. On network shows like this, it's always oh, no, just just between seasons they they change their look. It'll be between seasons. It's always between seasons. You know, you get you know, a scene of Deep Space Nine where he shaves his head. He's like, you know I know, what? I know, but you have to have the same haircut every time for a year, and then oh, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll change it now, and then, and then that's your haircut for the next year. Well, that's not always true. Not always, just mostly. Cordelia on the spin-off to the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer in season three of Angel, uh, she had a, a completely different haircut uh, mid-season. She 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 left like an episode or two and came back. She was on vacation and then came back with a new haircut. I said mostly, and B that is clearly because she was off shooting something else. Um, it may have been. I can't remember why she took time off season four because she was pregnant, but I, I don't remember what the reason was in season three for missing like an episode or two. Filming something else with a different haircut. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway. Um that is uh <laughs> that's next gen. Uh so yeah let us know like subscribe all that stuff. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do, head over to patreon.com slash TV and you can do that over there. Uh you can get these Star Trek discussions a week early as we mentioned. Uh but that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV guys and keep watching Star Trek. And to everyone but Connor, live long and prosper.